Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss kisas, franks, and apes. I don't want to waste one moment. Let's get right into it. We're back. Ryan. Hello. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, man. I mean, just the level of thanks that I, was, that I gave and that, were, mm. the, and that was given to me. Um... <laughs> Just good, just great. No, it's good. I had a good Thanksgiving. We had a big uh, group here. You know, I was like, good. I was like, can we personally be ground zero for uh, an uh, Omicron super spreader? And I think we gave it our best shot. No, we had like, um, you know, we had like twenty people, and my parents came, which is always a blast. And yeah, it was good. How was yours? It was fine. Um, my family was out of town, so it was just me and John. Uh, but then my friends from high school came in and visited that weekend, so that was nice. That's a, known as a Friendsgiving, I believe. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I've never had one of those. It was uh, less a Friendsgiving and more like they went to the opera because they had tickets, and we went and saw House of Gucci, and then we just got really drunk after. I heard House of Gucci sucks. Is that true? The movie itself is... You know, a campy, weird biopic with like that goes on for too long. However, Lady Gaga is so fucking good in it that Oscar it's number undeniable. two, Oscar undeniable. Two. Uh, I mean, I don't know the accent though, right? Am I right? But it's Am I that, crazy? that woman. That woman has a strange accent. If you look at videos of her and that woman, they have the same accent. It's just that it doesn't sound like a, an Italian accent to American ears. Well, um. All right, I'll she take killed your, it. She crushed it. I'm gonna have to take your word for it. I feel like your <clears throat> opinion of her performance is tainted by your love for Lady Gaga. So I, I don't know if I could take. it. I guess face. you'll have to read all the major reviewers. Uh, all right, all I'll, in agreement with I'm me. gonna do that. I'm gonna do. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to uh, just save those to pocket right now. I'm ready and, for the sequel, House of Pucci. Uh, <laughs> wow, is that in the? Is that in the works? Is that happening? <laughs> um, now that I've said it. I think uh, I think that um, I don't know. Ridley Scott's very mad at, at people now for not liking his movies. Oh yeah, uh, he thinks it's cell phones' <clears throat> fault, even though that movie's number one at the box office for like three weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think uh, it's possible he's making not great movies. You know, I think it's possible that Ridley Scott is not at the top of his game anymore. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. can we just admit that that's possible? Can we just maybe give it a but also, he's getting great reviews. It's just like, we're still in a pandemic, and your movie marketing campaigns weren't that interesting, except for House of Gucci. Yeah, I mean, I think Ridley Scott... I just feel like all of... I, listen, I think a director can can say whatever they want about, um, you know, uh, their audiences or lack thereof. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's also possible that people get, you know, they, get a, they, they lose some of their edge. Uh... Sometimes they're not all going to hit. They're not all going to hit. You know? Yeah. Every career has a flop. It's fine. I mean, maybe, and maybe several at the same time. I mean, dude released like four movies this year. It's just like very yeah. strange. Maybe in you're a, not. In, a, in an Omicron year. Maybe slow it down. 
you know, yeah. maybe just release one movie a year. Yeah. Um, anyhow, so right, okay. How did we get on? The, oh, we were talking about House of Gucci because you went to see it, uh, and I was uh, saying that people didn't like it. Anyhow, but that's I. I I'm probably not going to watch it until it's available for free somewhere, and then even then, I may not. I will <laughs> say when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, I like what I'm seeing here, but then just. I, I don't know if you're currently doing or not doing weed, but it is a perfect movie to be like stoned and enjoy. I'm doing uh, I'm doing Delta Eight. I'm doing Delta Eight, okay. which is like I, I'm buying Delta Eight like legally all over New York, but I I can't. And I do think it does do something. Uh, it's oh, definitely, it definitely does. It's definitely it's way weaker. it's way less potent than than uh, regular weed, which I think for me is probably a good thing. I I actually bought this like uh, disposable like vape thing vape pen i guess is what they're known as um and it, it's like I, it stopped working i don't think it's out i just think it, it's like bad badly made and yeah. uh i was i'm kind of pissed because it was it actually seemed pretty good to me that's so, why i don't fuck around with disposable vapes yeah yeah it was definitely although i will say this every vape device i've ever owned weed or otherwise like breaks i mean I there mean, it's a it's a very it's a difficult little job for a tiny little pen to pull off like it is pulling off something that's like combustible chemistry with an oil in it like well, that's a lot for a machine to well, do i guess so but then don't market your product to me if you're not prepared to I guess, for it to yeah. not break while i'm uh you know while i'm puffing while you're paranoid while i'm puffing on your on your uh you know uh st- sticky green you know or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you're you're, sti- you're you know sticky icky or whatever people are referring to it as these days Anyhow, i don't know if it's sticky icky but <laughs> whatever it's like it's like oily woily is what it is and i'm oh, loving, okay. and i'm fucking loving it anyhow um it's like delta eight you know but all this shit i'm like i'm buying it at, you know the local head shop slash cigar uh cigar atarium and uh <laughs> and i'm like you know i don't know what the fuck that i'm smoking actually is this? Nope. It's not FDA approved. It's not like I mean, I nope. I, I literally bought um, some like cigarettes, some like Delta Eight cigarettes. I mean, they oh. look like they look like exactly like cigarettes, okay? And they smell great, not like clove level, but they have a nice kind of smell because like weed often actually smells really nice, and um, and they I, they do seem to get me a bit high. But maybe it's just because I'm inhaling smoke. Like, I don't know. I don't really know yeah, what's in them. You might just be smoking. I might just be having a cigarette. It's a, there's a company called Cool. I don't know <laughs> if you've heard of them or not. They were in the, they were in the, you know, the Delta 8 section, so I just grabbed a few. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I'm actually, like, getting high on nicotine, um, which, is, which is also a way to... to uh, That's anyhow, a the, You know, honestly, the drug situation is... Uh, there's not a lot of great drugs out there these days, you know? I think we yeah. got to come up with some new drugs. I want, as, as Huey Lewis famously said, I want a new drug. Okay? <laughs> Just a little throwback to Huey Lewis and the news. A man way ahead of, the, way ahead of his time. Um, anyhow, what's, what's going on in the news this week? Let's, enough of this preamble. Tony's getting tired. Tony's getting sleepy. Tony's had too much turkey. He's still working on his leftovers. And he's falling asleep while we're talking about Delta 8. He's probably puffing on some Delta 8. Aren't you, I am aren't you confused about one of these stories, and mm. I would like you to explain it to me. I'm ready. I hope it's I good. Know. I hope it's good. It's the New York Times reporter story where there was that New York Times reporter exploiting musicians. Yes. Well, uh, yes, we had a story on input uh, about what are you confused about? Can you tell me? 
Ian Urbina yes. is the name of the guy. Correct, um, correct, Amando, as I say. As so was he? He was signing subjects of his reporting <laughs> to uh, deals. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of it's an interesting story. It's basically this. If you haven't read it, you should go check it out. It's basically like a this guy who was a New York Times uh, reporter or journalist of some uh, caliber was like emailing people from his New York Times account going, hey, uh, do you I'm working on these projects that are going to be really cool. We're talking to Spotify. We're talking to YouTube or to whatever. And um, uh and the and he's like, do you want? I love your music. I would you love to be a you know? I'd love for you to be a part of it. And he was signing them to these deals, and then like turning around and collecting royalties on their music, and also like republish oh. republishing the stuff under um under like his own Spotify account and like a- a- attaching himself as like a co-artist to the pieces oh my God. and just like basically like collecting. And it was almost like a, it's almost like a traditional music publishing deal where somebody comes to an artist and they're like, Hey, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we want to collect your royalties. We'll take a cut of it for doing all of the legwork. We'll help to place your music in different things like movies or commercials or, you know, uh, on compilations or whatever. This is a very traditional type of thing that happens with artists, especially ones who've been are somewhat established. Uh, but what he was doing was like, I'm going to use this in like some some work that I'm creating, which presumably was I think people were like, you know, making the assumption, not surprisingly, um, that it would be maybe a New York Times related thing. He was telling them all of this cool stuff uh, about, you know, about uh, these projects and how all this all this interest. And then was actually just turning around and kind of like just making money off of it. Evil. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's you can attribute it to. I of course I'm not going to you know I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but um, I think you can you know make a. Uh, I think there's an open question as to, you know, did, was he, I mean, it, was it evil? Was he doing it on purpose? Was he like, oh, I could do this also and maybe didn't realize the implications? I mean, if you give them the benefit of the doubt, which like I'm not, I personally am, you know, I, I, I feel like you could give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying you should, but I'm saying you could. Then maybe it was like a legitimate like, hey, I saw an opportunity and I didn't realize the implications of it or whatever. It does seem a little bit like, I mean, if you're funneling know. money from someone else's Spotify payouts, you kind of know what you're doing. Well, I think if you're like, hey, I want to create a I'm going to create a podcast and it's going to be we're going to use your music in it and you're going to be featured. And you're going to get a lot of attention. It was one of those things where it's like you'll get a lot of attention for doing this. So like you give me the rights to this stuff and I'm going to help you like get rich and famous, basically, you know, roughly or get, yeah. your, get your stuff more exposure. And then it was like, and oh, he's actually, using his New York Times account to, yeah. And then there's no, and then there's no podcast, but it's like on a Spotify page. He has a bunch of, he has a bunch of followers on his Spotify page or subscribers, and he's like, just like, oh yeah, this is a piece by Ian, you know, Ian Urbana and or Ian Urbina and so and so, you know, it's Interesting. it's odd. It's a very odd situation, and he has since apologized. I think there's an update in the post. Yeah, uh, he's he was like, I'm really sorry. I had a subcontractor who was unprofessional, and it's like. Just that's not what happened. <laughs> it's like, all right. I mean, sure. I mean, maybe you never know. But um, this isn't your kitchen. This I like is, you knew what was going on. You're like I had a I subcontracted the spicing of the uh, of the lasagna 
And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> he put uh, cyanide in there, which I was surprised to discover. And I do apologize for all of the people who died eating my lasagna. I um, did not <laughs> alert the authorities when they died because I thought that that's what they wanted out of the deal. <laughs> Uh, yes, we assume that people knew they'd be eating deadly lasagna and therefore, no, yeah, I mean, I don't think it rises to the level of murder or anything, but I do think it's like kind of, kind of a, a shady, shady thing. Can we talk about, so anyhow, you should read the story. It's a great story. It's on inputmag.com. You should check it out. Great website, full of great people, uh, and great stories. Can we talk a little bit about this fucking metaverse shit? Uh, I tweeted about it last night, maybe before I went Mm -hmm. to bed. I don't know. I you know it's all blur to me. But like the New York Times has some article. I don't want to. I don't want to just. The New York Times really not faring well on this episode of tomorrow. Uh, they had this. Uh, where is it? I want to find it. It's like people are getting married in the metaverse. Like this fucking. I'm sorry. Oh uh, no 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 no. The bride no, no, walked. No, no, here's the tweet. The bride walked down the aisle. No. The groom's buddy made a toast. There was dancing at the reception, and it of all course. happened in the metaverse. And it's like, of I, course, I, classic New York Times. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. First off, like, has the New York is the New York Times embra- re-embracing its like complete fucking boomer aesthetic here? Because this yeah, one is it's like 2004. This is such like a. <laughs> I mean, this is such a like. Is this in the style section? I mean, it's under fashion, which is like okay, but um, yeah, it's definitely written by somebody who has no fucking idea what they're talking about. Uh, the God, this is it's so sad and whack and stupid. But uh, I just want to say. First off, the New York Times has this history of doing these pieces that are like, I'm sure I've talked about them before. They're like these, you know, they still use paper calendars. It's like that, okay? It's like yeah. it's like these, and they're always, they used to be, now the style section got really good for a while because Corey Sika was running it, formerly of Gawker and the All, and he's a genius and is great. And so like, it got really interesting and fun for a while. And then he left, and now it's like, maybe this is not from the style section, but it definitely has reverted back to, but it was always in the style section where it was like, meet the people who won't use Digital calendars. And this is literally, this is actually a story they did. So I remember it because I was like, this is so, so dumb. It's the, isn't this a fun novelty story that this even exists? Remember when we were, you didn't even know about digital camera calendars. Now it's so funny that these people use regular calendars. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't reporting anything interesting because yeah, lots of people still do things in alternative ways. John organizes his to-do list on post-its. I'm sure yeah. most people use a notes app on their phone or I the mean, reminders app. I mean, it's just like, like yeah. So, so yes, exactly. It's like um, it's not a remarkable thing to use well, a post. Well, and also often it's it feels like it's like the New York it's like the New York Times becomes aware of a thing, you know. And now they have obviously have covered the metaverse, um, the metaverse, which is not a thing. It's not no. an actual thing. It is a, a word used. It's VR. It's the same thing we were say, calling well, VR. I mean, you before could, Facebook needed us to be distracted from its many crimes. You could, you could, um, you could, like, call out other things that might be, uh, you know, might be a uh, metaverse related technology or experience or whatever. But, but let me just be. I want to really clarify this point: the metaverse is a word that has been introduced into the lexicon largely by Mark Zuckerberg, okay? Largely pushed by Facebook, Meta, and Mark Zuckerberg as a marketing scheme to talk about products that don't really have huge adoption, aren't the center of their business, and have nothing to do with what Facebook actually does, which is uh, sell your data 
to advertise, you know, to, to give to advertisers to make money off of you and, um, and, uh, and manipulate, you know, uh, democracies. Um, and, and, and like we are, I think one is the first problem I have is that anybody anywhere is with a straight face saying the word metaverse, like it is a fucking thing. I'm telling you as a, as a complete fucking nerd from hell, it is not a thing. It is certainly not a thing that Facebook is in charge of or has control over. And by the way, this article is not about a Facebook thing. It's about some fucking app called Verbella or something, which is which is just some uh, you know half baked knockoff of Second Life or whatever. Which, to be clear, and I think Second Life still exists. Uh, and this is like th- this shit in like nineteen no, not that long ago, but like in two thousand five, there was an article about. In fact, I bet I can find it. I'm just gonna Google it right now. Second Life wedding. I bet the New York Times wrote about it. Second Life wedding. New York. This is me typing. My microphone's in front of my keyboard, so it's very hard. Uh, okay, is this it? <coughs> no, uh, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. But at any rate. Second Life. This has been going on in places like Second Life, which is like a metaverse, for like 20 years. There's a bunch of nerds that are into it. And um, anyhow, the point is, this I idea can't that we're, believe we're letting Mark Zuckerberg make this word out but of nothing this is, but this is my, as a distraction circus. This is my central, com- some, my central complaint is that they're just like, writing articles based on a a, con- a conception of a thing that doesn't exist. And they're like, well, hey, I mean, maybe I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. In the best case scenario, if for, in my opinion, the uh, the editors at the New York Times are like, hey, yo, the metaverse is getting a lot of Google traffic. Like a lot of people are searching for metaverse stuff. Like people are like wondering what's going on with the metaverse. Can we like create some articles that are like about, because this happens. People are like, hey, everybody's searching for the iPhone 13. Like we should do an iPhone 13 x or z or whatever you know like thing right um so maybe in the best case scenario some desperate editors the new york times are like we got to get some metaverse content on the site because people are googling it and we don't have any content because that's how all content works on the internet now is just whatever people are googling becomes a story on the new york times um and that's what this is but maybe it might also just be them going like, oh, the metaverse, that's a thing we should do. We should cover that exactly how it's been discussed by Mark Zuckerberg. And like they're just writing these fucking dumb articles with stories that are completely uh, uninteresting, not novel, not new, uh, not actually a metaverse whatever the idea of it is not metaverse related like not even really reporting it's just getting quotes from people yeah and and it's like and it's like under it's under fashion so maybe you know i'll again but it's like i'm sorry it's not an excuse that it's like it's in your fashion section so it's dumb like that's not a good i don't think that the vibe here should be well the fashion writers don't know anything about what's going on in reality so we'll let them write dumb stories that are completely disconnected from like reporting. Like I, you know, maybe if that's how you want to run it, cool. Like if that's your, is that your, if your thing is like I don't care about facts and information, if it's in the fashion section, like okay, have at it. But I do think it's like this is all stuff that uh, is not really a story. And if it is a story, it's like they're trying to make this a thing, but it's been going on for a long time. And like I don't really feel like. The New York Times is doing that. In fact, Second Life mentioned zero times in this article. Okay? 
I mean, do you, people get married in fucking World of Warcraft. Is that mentioned? World of no. World of Warcraft is the metaverse by Not the definition mentioned. that it's we've much invented. closer, much closer to a real metaverse than this shit is than Verbella. Um, and uh, or whatever, not to diss, you know. I'm sure they have a wonderful product, and you know, listen, the, anyone this, can make a PlayStation One environment and then stick people in it and yeah. have their microphones transmit the call. I mean, the, gra- the graphics are also so bad at this; like, you it's know. so bad. I mean, it's like it's really sad. It's like get the fuck out of my face. Anyhow, even um, the Quest's graphics, I'm like, sometimes I'm. Uh, I mean, I yeah. use a lot of computer VR, but on when like the dedicated Quest Two itself, the graphics are not. We're yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, it's not, it's not fucking I'm not cyberpunk on a 3090. You know what I'm saying? Like no. the uh, anyhow, I just like I'm personally offended and annoyed because I think this is so dumb and so poorly reported and so like buying, drinking, whatever dumb Kool-Aid. And it's like, I'm sorry. Again, if your excuse is it's in the fashion section, then like I think your fashion section sucks. OK, uh, it's also not a good fashion story. I don't even know why it is. It's like fucking nonsense. Anyhow, so uh, I wanted to vent about that, and I wanted to say I, I truly believe on so many levels that we are going through such a weird, bad bubble moment in technology. And, oh, crypto, and, between crypto and the metaverse, we're uh, we're careening towards like a complete, like the cover of Newsweek or whatever oh, fucking no, this New is, York this Times. This is Pets.com. I mean, we are in Pets.com territory. Yeah. The cover of the New Yorker is going to be just like Silicon Valley burning down because we're like, yeah, things are bad. I we are, we I, are testing people's faith in the only growth sector of our economy. I think, um, I think that we, uh, in a huge, huge part of this is obviously COVID. And I do think, I do think the COVID, the presence of COVID in our lives for two years, basically two years now, right? I mean, we were, we came back from CES 2020 in January. And then like a month later, everybody had COVID. (laughs) A month later, we were in like a lot, two months later, we were like in a full lockdown. Um, The, the, uh, COVID has fucked up people's brains. Okay. And it's fucked up commerce and it's fucked up like reality for people and it is literally fucked up finance no it has and it's fucked up finance and like this is like we're just in a place where there is so much there's so much time and attention that has been altered by being stuck in your house looking at the internet you know and we talked about this before i have lost my connection with what time means it's like to me my perception of time is completely different than it used to be yeah somebody mentioned last night i was talking to some people and they were like yeah 2020 seemed like the longest year ever and 2021 seems like it was a week and i agree that that i have no it's hard to believe that it is november or sorry december (laughs) let's see see there you go um no it's hard to believe that it's december i'm like what this fucking year is over and i know and i think partially because you know, I've actually been reading. Um, do you, are you from, you know Craig Maud? Craig Maud, he's like a writer and a photographer and uh, nope. just like a weird internet guy. Okay. He does. He did a book called Kisa by Kisa, which um, is he does this thing called special projects, and it's like a book of photos and writing um, about. He lives in Japan, and he went. He's like doing these walking tours of Japan, where he'll walk from like this point to this point in these like through these weird little towns and and sort of off like not like he's not in Tokyo he's not in Osaka like he's walking in these small villages and through these small older towns and stuff and he's just kind of documenting Akisa is I didn't know this it's like the opposite of how to with John Wilson 
Uh, yeah, it's very, it's very like, well, so, so Akisa is this type of cafe in Japan. I didn't know this. Um, uh, that is like, it's sort of like a diner, but not quite. It's sort of like a, it's like almost like a breakfast spot, but it's a very specific like Japanese, like post-war style of, of like, um, small restaurant where they have like a certain like sort of limited number of things. I've seen it in persona as fucked up as that is. <laughs> yeah. So, I've seen it in persona. No, exactly. So it's, it is like, and, and they're kind of a dying, um, a sort of a dying type of thing in Japan. And so his, his walks are kind of like, he's talking about walking and he's going like, he's visiting these kisas in each town. And I was like, Oh, kisa by kisa. This makes sense. Um, uh, and I may be mispronouncing. Maybe it's kissa. I don't know, but, um, it's K I S S K I S S A. Um, and, uh, and he's talking about how, you know, if you really want to know a place, <clears throat> excuse me, he's talking about how, if you really want to know a place, walking it is like, you're confronted with it very physically and there's no, you know, no intermediary between you and that like physical location. And, yeah. and he talks about like walking through these towns and the people he meets and the, and the kisas that he goes into and the conversations it's he has. people watching plus hiking. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 the fact that you're like literally navigating the the actual geographic terrain of this place, and I yeah. think and I think and it got me thinking. And we've also we uh, Laura and I have been watching. We just finished the um, Beatles documentary, the Peter Jackson thing, which is yeah. um, get you know back. They, get back, which they took ninety hours of footage just of them just working on music, really more than anything, you know, which is to me very familiar because it's a very like most of it's in like a studio of some form or another. Um, but, but, but in thinking about both of those things, what I see and, you know, what is true is this, like, these physical, these, like, very palpable physical interactions are the value of them, you know, and I don't just mean, like, oh, it's so nice to see people in person or whatever, but, like, the value of having to navigate and spend time navigating conversations or places or, um, uh, uh, confrontations in a real space has it, it has an impact on us as it, it, it our our impact we are impacted by that as human beings in a way that nothing in a virtual space or a digital space can replicate and I mean this including but not limited to any idea you have of the metaverse and in fact like Gawker had a really funny story it was like right after you know Zuckerberg changed the name of Facebook and it's like things you can't do in the metaverse and there's all these like it's funny but it is also you know obviously Gawker is very funny when it writes about this shit but it's also true that there are like these little things that no matter how great the metaverse gets they're just like there's types of like navigations and interactions as a human being that you do in a physical space with other people that is you really can't unless you literally are fucking in a full body haptic feedback suit on a fucking 360 tread mill and i mean in a situation that is absolutely not possible at this point and won't be for a very long time and, and even, even when then, it is wildly even then, impractical yeah, even then like you don't have to have dirt in the metaverse you know you don't have to clean off a wet seat at a diner in the metaverse like my guess is in the metaverse i mean do you know what i'm talking about they always wipe down the seats at a diner you go in you're like oh the seat's wet yeah. you gotta like get a, a, a napkin to wipe it down before you sit down like that is such a fucking weird thing but it is the kind of detail of life of the navigation of physical our physical surroundings that one takes time that is like a weird funny thing that you have to navigate and that would be deleted from a metaverse situation because they're like well why would the seat ever be wet and it's like that is all of life that is all of life and the more we spend time in this like sheen of performance of the internet. And by the way, again, I always say this as a big fan of the internet, 
the perhaps the biggest fan of the internet, you know, it's like the more we lose, there's just we're losing so much that is important about like what life is, what life really is. And so so all this shit with like the metaverse and crypto and you know, the way we're communicating with each other, like the polarized politics stuff, all of this is a symptom of not having to navigate like life. And I do think I like I do think like I hope I do am hope I'm hoping for this period post COVID where we really are like, hey, like COVID, you don't have to be scared of this anymore. Like you can go out and do normal things and not have to think about it. You know, we got a pill. If you get sick, take this pill. The next day you're fine, right? Which I'm sure is going to happen at some point. Um, Similarly and alternatively, yeah. I'd like to talk about something else, which is... Well, we can. Um, oh, my gosh. What? What's happening? <laughs> oh, no. No, I, I was so shocked to find out that, that we can. Oh. Um. <laughs> I was like, I was like you just spilled, like, hot coffee on your lap. Sorry, my acting is so no, good. You're, you're uh, incredible uh, at talent. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> but anyhow, my point is, like... Watch I, your ass, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah, watch out, Lady Gaga. Um Anyhow, my point, but just to recap, just to cap off that point, is like I think you know we got to get back to something else. That's something different. I, I don't want to. I don't like. I don't think we should keep living in this manner. And I think like letting Mark Zuckerberg dictate the narrative is fucking stupid. And we yes. should be very wary. We should all stop using the word metaverse. Yes, despite him, and then we'll stop. It will also stop the like bad coverage narratives that have been. Jam down our throat because there's a novelty buzzword. There's space to be uh, colonized on the Google search page for metaverse. We should stop like letting that wag the dog. Yes. Anyway, yes. Um, alternatively, but also on a similar topic, I want to talk about. Um, I am very angry and upset. Um, Ubisoft is launching NFTs on its mobile app um, for in-game items that they would like to eventually be interoperable between games that are like clothing or skins or whatever, regular DLC stuff you can normally buy, and they would like to make them NFTs. Uh, currently, they're not charging for them, but obviously the goal is to have some kind of marketplace or whatever, um, and auctions and like, you know, just extort as much money out of people as possible beyond DLCs and and loot boxes. Um, and I'm very upset about it, and I do believe it ties in because... I hate this "quote unquote" Web three, which fuck that. I oh, hate the web, this the, entire trend of crypto being like the new internet is scarcity because we just got to the point where like information was "quote unquote" free. Everyone can get YouTube, like you know, even uh, just via piracy. Ev all of the the Library of Alexandria is open to everyone. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now we're in this space where we're like, actually, we're gonna make artificial scarcity that doesn't and it doesn't have any features. Other than decentralizing, it doesn't have any, it doesn't offer any new experiences. It's nothing additive to the experience, um, but it is completely unregulated no, market yeah. capitalism. I mean, we're, we're and it's, it's this, it's this, um, I mean, the whole NFT thing. We're taking the worst parts of reality and shoving it into the internet and the, then cleansing the internet of, of, of anything that was naturally good about the internet. I mean, I, we've talked about this before in relation to Oreo cookies, but I will say the, um, the, the the whole NFT thing works works when the uh, actual things you're creating have value, real value, not like not like we will make it this like false scarcity 
Like they it's have fine to have... when it's a deed to a real house and no, and I it's mean, legally or, respected. Or it's then it's fine. a useful technology. It's it's fine when you it's fine when when you are a legitimate when there is a, like a legitimate you know an artist creating a desirable piece of art and you can actually make it. Uh, you actually make it a a, uh, a it is truly scarce, right? And there's a few ways to do that, but the 99% of what's happening in NFTs is not that. But beyond that, you know, we it's funny because this is an extension of what's been happening with like Nike shoe drops forever, which is Nike could produce if they wanted to as many pairs of whatever shoe as they want, right? There's no real reason. And I'm not yeah. saying they should. I'm saying I get why sometimes you do something in limited quantities and I get why sometimes things are mass market and sometimes you do limited quantities at first to test the market and then you go wider market like the impossible whopper I think did you know it's like let's try it in a few markets and if it works we'll do it in more totally and get I it. get it on a limited like halo brand situation where it's like well you can't get the Kelly bag it's the iconic bag that's really hard to get and it costs $50,000 and it's well, like you know it's a status symbol but you can walk into those stores bag, and buy almost anything but else. a bag but a bag but a bag if it's a, I mean, let's just say it's a luxury brand bag, okay? There is, if there's legitimately a physical barrier to producing, a, 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 you know, if they're handmade, for instance, which they yes. should be and often are. Yeah. No, they are. There's a li limited amount of those things that you can actually make in a time frame. And so their scarcity is driven by, like, the actual dynamics of their physical relate you know reality of the reality of the product like you cannot make enough of those fucking bags by hand because you'd need like an inordinate amount of a crazy amount of people doing it and the company's not going to be able to afford that and blah 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 the the optics uh, sorry the uh, uh, economics of it don't work okay but 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 companies creating virtual scarcity just because like I mean, it's so much worse than Nike making a shoe in limited quantities which is like I would I can I can understand. You maybe like have a factory where people make shoes, okay? And you have to make a certain number of shoes of a certain variety, a certain style. And like you can break that factory out. You can break out some part of it to do some other thing. But maybe like in the grand scheme of things, you actually – I could entertain an, a, a description of this of, – of how you really can't do an endless amount of whatever shoe Nike wants to make, okay? Fine. Like I believe that there may be a real world reason for the scarcity. I also believe there may be – uh, an artist's or designer's reason to say, I don't want a lot of these in the world. Like, I only want to make a few of them. I don't want them to be on everybody's feet. That's like a decision I'm making. But what we're doing, what we're doing with, with NFTs is the market is being flooded with what is essentially uh, no value, no value. Completely re reproducible at no cost crap. Well, even even so, like let's say, forget about the reproducibility for a second. Forget about the fact that you can copy paste or whatever, and forget about the fact that. Like, but I mean, like the, the no artist is going to step in and be like upset that you that like like the DLC for armor is not an artistic creation, right? No, made with the intent of only one person has it, and that's a statement. I mean, what would it's, be what would be amazing <laughs> is if you could in in a universe, and maybe they're doing this in a universe of like. A, a, an online game i mean i suppose this exists right like there's some armor in like world of warcraft that has properties that are superior to others and there aren't there isn't like an infinite amount of that armor available right does that mm. exist i mean maybe it should exist i could i could actually see like a really cool thing being like there is a market in this like competitive game for something that is unique 
that like even in the universe of the game, it's actually a really cool idea. Like this was forged. It's the fucking ring in Lord of the Rings. You know, it's like this was forged eons ago and there's only one of them. Like that'd be fucking wild, right? But it's like it's less about that being in the context of the game or anything else and more about, um, you know, hey, like if these are if we say these are scarce, uh, uh, people will, you know, want them and then we can like people will spend money on them and then we can make we a can bunch gouge of people. we can make a bunch of money on this like thing that's scarce and uh i don't know it's just bullshit this is but again it goes back to this whole thing where we're like running out of things to to occupy our time with and now like i i was just talking to somebody last night uh uh in our on our sales team who was like oh yeah my my boyfriend is like buying nfts and then flipping them and it's like this is not good for the world it is not good that we have created a market of meaningless bullshit that people are buying and flipping like they did during the housing crisis uh, of, you know, whatever, 20 years ago or 15 years ago or whenever it was. It's like, it's like, this is very bad for us. It is not going to end well. There is not real value being created, but for a very small group of extremely rich people who already have billions of dollars who are the people who either control those companies or invest in them. Just to be very clear, Mark Andreessen is going to make a fucking shitload of money off of your NFTs. You are in all likelihood not going to make anything. And that is exactly how the fucking game has been designed. Ubisoft will make a bunch of money off of it. You are probably not going to. That is how the game has been designed. And like, if you I don't understand what people don't understand about like unregulated financial systems, unregulated markets are going to exploit you. We have done this so many times. Yeah. We keep deregulating the American economy. We've we've tried deregulated economies throughout history, and we have seen what has happened when there are no ground rules and no protections for you, the small player who is being sold the dream. We've seen what happens, and. This is an argument for a technology that, like, it, it I, I, the idea that we were are arguing to create a completely new financial system with no rules and a completely new landscape, and that it's going to probably be great for everyone is yeah. insane. Yeah. That's an insane thing I to mean, say. I, I think there's, I think there's some legitimate places where the government doesn't know what you're doing with well, your money. Then I mean, I think there's like, I think with 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 crypto. I mean, you know, the thing about what has value is that. I mean, you know, what has value? You know, why is gold valuable? I mean, I can, obviously there are reasons, right? There are reasons why like raw materials are valuable in certain ways. Like you could actually be like, why is copper, you could be like, why is copper valuable? I can actually explain the value of copper as a, as a, as a physical good that does things, right? That you can't do with like uh, aluminum or whatever. You can't do it with fucking rocks or, you know, I mean, you can't do it with gold. There's things that copper does better and for a reason, like specifically, right? I can tell you why like, lithium is has value this is not true about dlc armor but 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 to be clear currency like you know we create currency it's backed by different things and at some point you're kind of kind of you know in in our world currency has left the platform you know it's like you're not there's not a single piece of gold somewhere for every dime of currency that is in that is in circulation okay um there are there are things that are basically made up ideas that we consider valuable and we back them but the great thing about the fiat currency is that because the government says that it is worth whatever amount of money, they can enforce that through taxes. I mean, like currency, of, yes. fiat currency will always have value because you have to pay your taxes at the end mm. of the year. I mean, government-backed currencies do collapse. I mean, governments collapse and their currency goes with it. I mean, the euro, you know, was not, did not exist. And then people, you know, people had their own currency and then they're like, hey, we're all going to use the euro. And that shit happens. Things do evolve in the world of currency. I will say 
in I will say the there are a few a handful of things I believe are now at the point where we've reached like a kind of a critical mass. Like I think Bitcoin as a concept, the amount of money that is in it now that is like just circulating through it. I think it's it's easy to imagine that that will be kind of something that is a, a an, an ongoing um, like currency and uh, a commodity that people are trading on, right? Like I don't I can see that happening. I think it's gotten to a point, and there's enough circulating uh, money back in it. But I think there's a lot of other things way 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 below Bitcoin, and even some not that far below Bitcoin. There's it's questionable. Very questionable. Like, I think we do this a lot in technology where, you know, in the in the early days, I think phones are a good example. And, and remember, this is kind of a technology conversation we're having. Totally. In the early days of phones, everybody had a phone idea. You know, maybe Palm was going to do it. Maybe Apple wasn't going to be the, you know, Blackberry's like, we got the best idea. You know, fucking Nokia had... Symbian or whatever. I mean, there are all these different, you know, window. There's again this window, Windows Mobile, which turned into Windows Phone or whatever. And there were all these ideas, you know, and 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 the through line was, can one of these things break through above these? Like, what seem to be the um, going to that are going to be the the sort of like the mainstays, you know? And just like everything, you whittle them down and whittle them down and whittle them down until you end up with one or two. And what we ended up with is Android and iOS. Android and iPhones, and that is it. And we're and it'll be a while before now. Now everybody's now you know Facebook thinks they're in a battle about the metaverse and and VR. We're not even close to starting that that battle. Okay, we're not even close on that. But with like cryptocurrency or let's just say new forms of uh, of commodities, new forms of like tradable uh, uh, currency related items. There's a million. There's a billion of them right now. There's all this shit beneath Bitcoin. There's all these NFTs on their own blockchains that aren't on. They're not, it's not like, it's not like the fucking NFT you're buying is backed by Bitcoin or something, okay? That's not how it works, right? Like, they're a separate entity. And and the money is play money. A lot of this is play money right now. And how do they sustain value over time? Is it just scarcity and market demand? Scarcity and market demand for fucking art of a of a an ape i'm sorry but some of these things most of them are going to lose value or be inert as an item that could be ascribed value any There's, photo is more valuable if people can see it than it is unless it's a completely artistic statement made by an artist who is like and, and then then the art itself is being broadcast to a specific audience i uh, any photo is better off being like it's better off in my opinion, it is better off just like being a free fucking commodity on the internet. Um, in insofar as you could sell the rights to that photo before NFTs, it's not. We don't need a decentralized database and the amount of processing power. Also, just the amount of effort that we're going to go to to create this market and the amount of exploitation that it opens up, rather than just using the money that we've settled on as being. It just, it's wild to me. It's so stupid. It is such a bad idea. It is going to end so poorly. And to watch people just line up because it, they, they believe it to be inevitable because yeah. they believe anything tech companies tell them well, is a good idea and inevitable. We're, I mean, listen, I mean, this is the, the, when you talk to, when I talk to people, smart people who have money, <laughs> those two, by the way, aren't always connected, but 
there's a lot of people, a lot of people who are like, this is bullshit. This is a scam. These are not sustainable. Uh, and I don't think it's just a matter of force of will. Okay. I don't think it now part of this part of crypto generally and part of like this whole moment is how much can the rich people convince other people that a thing they want to have be real because it's valuable to them and makes them a lot of money can be real. Sometimes that's possible, sometimes it isn't. Now, where 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 NFTs run into trouble and, and to some extent where where like a Bitcoin runs into trouble is it has to exist in um in a market based around very historic ideas of what is currency, what is a commodity, what is valuable, what is not. And, uh, you know, Beeple made $69 million on a fucking, uh, on an NFT or whatever it was. Like, do we think that Beeple's art is as important historically and in the long run as like fucking Van Gogh? Do we Uh, really believe that we're going to be able to resell a piece of code that like is quote unquote unique for $69 million in 10 years? Do we really think that that piece of code is going to appreciate in value to the point that someone's like, not only can I already see this piece of art, but I would like to own it. That will enhance my experience of it. And I need to pay almost $70 million outside of this bubble. Like, that's not realistic. That's not a thing. Society does not need... We do not have such a crushing need for a piece of code that says we own something that's accessible to everyone on earth already. It's bizarre. It is bizarre to me. And the people that are arguing for it, I get are really excited because they love art. And they're like, people are making all these kinds of art. And they're also really excited because they see that other people are made a ton of money. And they're like, what if my dreams come true? And it like, it, I hate to tell you th- those dreams that came true for the person who, for people is, is, is at the expense of someone else who they scammed. And because these are not real things that you need to be investing into. And these are not real things that will appreciate in value. I do not believe. These are not, uh, these are artificially scarce things. And yes. it's insane to me that anyone would jump in with two feet. And yet, and yet, it's the same group of people that are like MLMs are for idiots. Yeah. I mean, listen, listen, people are very confused right now, they're very scared. They're very worried, and they have a bunch of extra money laying around they don't know what to do with. And they're like, I should become an investor in NFTs. And, like, you know, I, it's most of you will lose 14% your money. 14% of this country is food insecure. I just feel no, like that's no, an important I mean, thing okay, but that's, but that's certainly you can't blame the individual, you know, dude who. I'm going to blame like, an eco- economic system. I don't travel. That I haven't traveled people. anymore, so I got like an extra $5,000 laying around. What should I do with I it? I think our economic system can be to blame for that. Oh, and no, I our, believe our, oh, yeah, that no, these I people agree. are making it worse. They're voting with their fiat currency no, to I agree. make it I, worse. I agree, but you can't blame, you cannot blame the average citizen for the for the sins of their government i think you you know of course you can you can certainly blame hold them responsible for not trying to change it but uh but i will say i think um you know i see a lot of get rich quick schemes out in the fucking marketplace right now these things do typically do not pan out they typically do not pan out and i think you're going to end up with in a couple of years with a lot of people holding a lot of worthless fucking dumb pictures that they were like, but this is special. I mean, literally, even the way that they're being distributed and created is not even, like, does not even commit to the core ideas of, like, cryptocurrency and blockchains. Like, they these are not even, they're not even really on 
a blockchain the way you understand it, the way that like, and people are not even buying like the rights to this thing. They're buying like a version of an image of it, right? Like it's on one blockchain. On a on which is that's even, not like official, which it's isn't even like, which isn't even sustain a necessarily sustainable thing that couldn't just go away, like yeah, it's it's crazy, it's fu- it's crazy, it's crazy. I do understand buying GameStop. People are a going lot. insane. I get buying GameStop a lot more than I get buying this. I Me mean, too. Like I, it's that's real. That's on the fucking stock market. It's a business. People walk into it. They have physical stores. Okay. Th- but also the bet that 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 GameStop could actually be a sustainable business, or the bet that like AMC theaters would come back—that's a, a rational bet to make, even if it seems unlikely. Hundred percent, hundred percent real. That's a real idea. That's a real idea based in like market the marketplace, the marketplace dynamics and reality. Like you're not—it's not like hey, maybe someone will ascribe value to this thing because uh. Other people ascribe value to it. Like that's your that's your that's your like is the art so good? <laughs> it's a confidence game. It's a confidence. It's it's a it's a fucking swindle. Uh, by the way, I'm like I think there could be there is a potential way that you know NFTs could be very interesting and useful and valuable. I don't smart think smart contracts and decentralized smart contracts have a use. It's that we immediately used the worst version of it at scale well, to trick a bunch of people. Even finding <laughs> even finding a real way to create scarcity of of like an artist's work, I think is like in the digital realm is a very exciting idea because it has never really been able to be pulled off. I mean, it's very hard to create scarcity in a world I just, where I don't want to live in a world with artificial scarcity, I, I'm fine. If we no, go no, I mean, don't create artificial. It's not artificial scarcity. What I'm saying is, like when a when a painter paints, when they go to a canvas and they put the brush strokes down, yes, by yes, yes. by design, there's there, only one. There cannot be another one. That the the brush the Van Gogh brush stroke is valuable because at one time in one place, this person who over a long period of time has been considered a master of this particular craft did something one time that can never be replicated anywhere else. You cannot, you can make a print of it. You can make a fucking copy of it. You can have the greatest forger in the world duplicate what he, what he or she may believe the brush strokes are. But those particular, that fucking brush hitting that canvas with that paint, with that pigment will never again happen. You cannot create it in any other way. And therefore the value of Owning that single thing. I get chills just thinking about the idea. To me, there is something so wildly exciting that like this thing happened in a moment in time and you could not physically have ever have access to it but for one way, which is to purchase that thing that was created. And like there is one of them and only very rich people now could afford to get it, which is like kind of understandable because like it's like a master craftsman at the peak of their powers doing something that will only ever happen one time in existence that's fucking amazing and that's actually what's so interesting about about art and listen i don't i'm not saying that the art market is great you know i'm not saying that like there's oh wow it's good that we are paying tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars for pieces of art that's a whole other conversation but i understand how we got there and i understand how like when 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 a when a skill and history is married up to something like that. You know, when those are married together, the value, start to see the value of it. Like, it's not created by a machine. It's not, you can't copy and paste it. It's not algorithmically 
generated. And you can make arguments about, well, it's algorithmically generated art, art. Sure, like I'm happy to have that conversation. But what, But if somebody could figure out a way that a piece of art that is created in a digital realm cannot be replicated, that there is no way to replicate that actual individual one thing, that's interesting. But nobody's actually done that. That's not what NFTs are. But That's, even then, technologically, I am more concerned with us putting all our effort behind distributing our abundance instead of inventing a, a new form of scarcity. Well, like, no, I'm I, fine I, with I, us putting I effort agree, into... I people are, people are working from a playbook that's been well-established for, you know, millennia or whatever, which yeah, is I like, know, you know, know, goods, know. like the barter, the trade of goods. Like, let's just say that in a pre-currency environment in reality, we were like, okay, well, I have a some milk and you've got some fucking sheepskin or whatever idea this isn't necessarily the idea that all societies have ever been built on no, it's not an inevitability I, no but i of but our evolution is, no, i understand that but it is a long-standing basic concept where you're like i have something i mean you we want, built you the world I, around it yes, yes it's like i have something you want you have something i want can we make a trade is like I and get if you it. didn't like that idea we shot you in the head yeah, that's I get, like okay I get it. all right but before <laughs> yeah. that people were just like all right i mean that kind of makes sense because like i've been pickling these fucking cucumbers and you've been shearing the sheep and like i'm cold and you're hungry and like you know what's next but like Barter was actually is I mean we can get in this is a separate topic but barter is actually misunderstood to be more widely used of as an economic system than it in fact was. I mean listen we but, could go if you want to go back I mean obviously there are many communities where it was like we're all doing all this stuff and we have to share in it because it's the fucking community. No, but I even mean in like Western Europe barter was it, it was there was a it's a shorter period of history and it was less widely Well there's also used a lot, as yes. an economic and, system and, and, and than you can imagine. Yes and there's plenty of and there's plenty of of uh historic examples where people are like in in without a better way to describe it you know socializing their efforts for the good of the community like yeah where yeah. it's not just like give me this and i'll give you that it's like more of like we're sharing we're working on this together but like listen we're not let's not have a fucking debate about pre-capitalist i was societies. gonna say let's <laughs> talk about another topic no let's talk about another topic. But, the, but the point is very bad very bad you're all i'm, I'm worried for all of you Worried for, but also yeah, guys, get my cut it out. Buy my don't NFTs. Buy, it's called the don't um, buy alligators. It's called and the wigs. robot Pictures ape of army. Alligators and wigs. Robot ape army. It's Unless... very exciting. <laughs> we should just do. I should just do an NFT scam. I was like, um, I know if I could just do. If I could just drop these pesky um, conscience morals that I have. Yeah, 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 I could be so rich. No, I mean it's great. I was actually saying because I was tweeting about this uh, the stupid uh, metaverse article. Uh, the uh, what is it called? The um, fucking wedding second life wedding in in new york times and i was like i i literally was like or it was something else i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna make a uh, what was it i was like i'm gonna make a nft of this and become a billionaire oh it was the, i was actually tweeting about the um dat boy and pepe memes uh and i was like oh man remember when like dat boy and do you remember dat boy he's the the of course uh, I do. he's the uh Frog on a frog. unicycle, um, <laughs> and and you know Pepe, who's also another frog, and I just remember like uh, sharing these like memes and just like fucking crying, laughing because they were so good before they were like Nazi memes or whatever. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna make this into an NFT and become a billionaire. And it's like the truth is like I actually not become a billionaire, I couldn't become a billionaire, but I could actually definitely be like, you could move some units. I mean, who's what are you gonna say? I don't own it. Well, I made like I put like one little brush stroke on it or something. And be like I've edited this. I put my logo on it or whatever. This is my art. It's Anyhow, I should do some NFTs now that I'm thinking of it. I mean, why am I not getting rich quick? Why is everybody else getting? This is the problem, right? People's like, well, I don't want to do it. I'm gonna come up with a really good NFT scheme, and you're gonna fucking everybody's gonna drop a huge amount of money on it. It's gonna be great.
I've come full um, circle. I'm doing this. I'm doing. I'm going to be an MLM <laughs> mid-level marketing guy. I have an idea for a company. What if I sold the product to the salespeople? <laughs> I'm selling. What I'm selling is not even the art. I'm selling a platform that allows you to create a, a the dream. Art. <laughs> um, so, do, do you want? We have time for one other news story. Do you want to talk about either? How Activision Blizzard is the worst company in the world, or do you want to talk about uh, Courtney Love threatening Elon Musk? Wait, what was the first topic? Activision Blizzard. No, I don't want to talk about that. It's too depressing. I can't take it anymore. I uh, let's talk about uh, Courtney Love threatening Elon Musk. Okay. Uh, you know, threaten is a strong word, but Courtney Love, who I don't even know, Tony. Do you know who Courtney Love is? Very famous musician, uh, and uh, had a band called Hole. Very famously had a hole. <laughs> <laughs> a band, a band called Hole, uh, and uh, was married to Kurt Cobain. You may have uh, heard of him. He was uh, in a band called Nirvana, small group, very popular in the '90s, early '90s. Um, anyhow, but uh, so she tweeted. Like, I don't follow Courtney Love. Maybe I do now. Let me see if I do. I should. I should be following her if I'm She's not. She's great on social. Courtney Love. What is her? How? Do, what is her handle? Her handle. That's what we used to say in the old days when we were cruising the. It's just at Courtney. At Courtney. How'd she get that? Damn, that fucking rips. She's very famous. Anyhow, she tweeted this thing at Elon Musk. She quote tweeted him being, oh, she quote, no, she, she screen capped an image of him being a dickhead to Bernie Sanders, which like, I saw this and it's like, I, I, uh, you know, we could talk, we could talk about Elon Musk uh, for a long time, but we're not going to we have, it. we're not going to do it. I mean, I'm not going to have the conversation about Elon Musk right now, but uh, dive, dive, dive into the archive if you want our thoughts on Elon yeah, Musk. Yeah, truly, truly. Um, Elon Musk, you know your straight male PayPal mafia email group? I was on BCC for months on that thing, and then there's a T emoji. With that information in mind, don't you think a civilized society, in a civilized society, one should embrace paying out, paying our fair share of tax? Don't pick on Bernie. It's Kendall Roy shit, which I have to say, as far as, as far, now you may, now the Elon boys disagree, obviously. They're like, who's this? Who are you? Like, she you know. killed her husband. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyhow, but as far as dunks go, this has a lot of stuff I'm liking. You know, you, you you'll note Elon Musk. As far as I know, did not respond. And I have it, to. She also sent a tweet that said, "At Elon Musk, relax. I'm a good queen." Crown emoji. Capitalism and the American dream has been good to you. Be good to it. Hashtag just pay your taxes. Buddy. Has she responded? <laughs> has she responded? All these guys are jumping in. Of course, all these guys jump in, and they're like. Uh, Weird nerds diving like, in front he of him. <laughs> he's paid more taxes in his life than you could ever dream of, or whatever. It's like, guys, settle the fuck down. Go, please get, please get Paxil or whatever is he's needed begging to treat to, your... He's begging to pay his taxes, but the government won't let him. It's like Here's Elon an article Musk, where he made a joke about it. I don't want to go back to this, but he does not need you. And you need to chill the fuck out. It's like very Stop. sad. It's very sad and weird, whatever you're doing. It's very sad and weird. There's no other way to describe it. If you spend even one second of your day defending Elon Musk on Twitter, you need to fucking get a life, period. And I would say that to anybody who defends any fucking mega rich person on Twitter because somebody may have hurt their feelings, okay? Like, get a fucking life. <laughs> By talking shit about how they, like, how they like, use their money to it's hurt like Tim, people. Somebody being like, Tim Cook, Apple should pay more taxes. People are like, Tim Cook is my god. Get out of his Twitter Leave feed. Amazon alone. <laughs> Leave Jeff Bezos alone. It's like, shut the fuck up, you loser. You absolute fucking loser. Anyhow. You were tricked into liking him because of Rick and Morty. Stop. Just yeah, it's stop. Like, it's like, it's not, he's not even cool. He's, he's so not Elon lame. <laughs> Anyhow. Um... So I love this as a tweet concept, but I also think she should, uh, you know, uh, 
share the receipts, as they say. I know. Spill um, the tea. Well, you know, maybe we'll get that. Maybe if Elon Musk pushes too hard, I'm sure there's some nasty shit. I don't know what that email oh, list yeah. is. But oh, I'll, bet, I'll yeah. bet he said some absolutely nefarious, horrible shit. I would imagine... It could go, it could be, no, listen, I don't know, of course. Allegedly. This is all speculation on my part, but is it racism? Maybe it's possible. There's a lot of ra- weird racist shit that happened at the Tesla plants from what I understand. Is it, is it uh, is sex stuff? Is it bad? I'm secretly a master of the world and like, let's, you know, how he was like, I'll start a coup wherever I want. Like, yeah, is that, I mean, is it's it, probably not it, that. I mean, this is like PayPal mafia days, so maybe it's more like a bad, really bad off-color But you know what I mean, women. where they could be like, they could be like, we have information on how XYZ person used PayPal. Yeah, I mean, there's maybe. no privacy checks. It's true. I don't know. I got to see the, she's got to share the emails. I think yeah. what's, I want to see the receipts. I think what's great is, you know, who, I'm sure, listen, I'm sure it's bad. Um, what's really great is the 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 send off, which is it's Kendall Roy shit. Now I, I will say, <laughs> I mean, on so many levels and like it actually, I was like, oh yeah, like, Yes, like so much of like I don't know if you've been watching Succession this season. Um, I'd be surprised of if you course. haven't. Of course, but there's a lot of stuff about. And if you know Tony, if you don't know, you should watch Succession. But there's a character, Kendall Roy character, on a show about, but you know, basically about media scions. You know, about like the the children of a of a um, Roger, not Roger Ailes, uh, the children of a uh, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch. You know, it's basically Rupert Murdoch and his family is what the show is about. And Kendall Roy is, you know, the son, the kind of fail son. Half, the sort of the yeah, he's a fail ultimate like fucking super rich fail son who just every scheme, every attempt to be to be his own man. He even just up, wants uh, even in any attempt to be cool or normal is is such yeah. a disaster. It's just cringe. It's just chuggy. It's very chuggy. It's very cringe. It's like uh anyhow, he's just like super cringe. But like it in many ways it is like Elon Musk's like Twitter persona or whatever it is, you know, where he's like I posted a meme. It's like it's like that level. I want of my like, Twitter game to be fire. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's like that. It is so like, oh god. It's watch, so watch, watch, watch me make this trend. All I got to do is tweak HR Puff and stuff. Foot would fuck. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get like fart rap trending or whatever. You know, it's like that's the level of discourse or whatever. Anyhow, yeah. but it's just such a great, superb, um. You know, like specific kind of burn. Yeah, yeah, a good read is exactly right. Um, anyhow, so Elon Musk uh, again, just constant agitator. You know, shut the fuck up and do your job. You know, maybe like make a car. Go spend uh, your money. Autopilot that works. Just get off Twitter and fix autopilot or whatever. You know, they faked that, right? That just came out. I don't know. I say this as a person who's about to get a new Tesla. Their first (laughs) self-driving car video is entirely faked. Again, I again. Well, sure. Again, I. By the way, I think the Tesla product is quite impressive. I will say this till I'm till I'm dead. The Tesla vehicles are very impressive pieces of technology that have completely changed the auto industry. Super awesome. How's that build quality? Super. My car was fine. I've had a Tesla for two, a Model Three for two years, and it's been fine. Okay. And I'm trade. I'm trading it in, and I'm getting a, um, a Model Y. Uh, which weirdly no can I just share didn't you reserve a cyber truck yeah I wish I'm still waiting it's in my account I'm like where's my cyber trunk motherfucker um the 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 uh but they were like we won't be able to make the we're not we're so behind on building these cars we won't be able to deliver it until April okay this was like two months ago and I was like okay well you know what I'll put an order in they're like you can always cancel it I'm like I'll put it in I'm gonna look at other cars I have a lot of time Last week, they're like, it'll be delivered on December 10th. 
was like, I was like, what the fuck are you? They're like, you got to extend your lease six months because on your old car. I'm like, okay. I'm sharing a lot of my personal life here with you. But anyhow, I'm like, okay, sure, fine, whatever. And then they're like, it'll be delivered on Friday. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? You said April. So I guess the supply chain shit is fine from what I could tell. I don't know. I've heard a lot of weird stories about their customer service and like logistics. I, I want to believe – I'd like to believe it's that got flagged in the system. They're like, "This is Josh Topolsky." Oh, he's got. You'd like to believe that they that you are on. That's what I'm. I'm, That's what I'm. You're the reverse of shadow banned. They're like, "This guy is shadow banned. He's going to be. He'll be a huge pain in our ass on Twitter if we don't fucking uh, just get his car quickly." I I have no idea if that's true. I'd like to believe it. I'm sure it's not true at all. But who knows? Who fucking knows? Elon Musk and I have had a lot of important interactions with one another. And uh, perhaps Elon Musk personally was like, if you see Topolsky in the system, I want to make sure he gets what he wants when he wants it. You let me take a shit in that guy's trunk. (laughs) (laughs) Be amazing if the frunk, I opened the frunk and there was a pile of shit in there. I mean, you know, these Elon Musk fanboys would be like, can we somehow use this? Oh, I would love to. Could you put it in a vial and sell it to me? Can you put that that in between some bread? I'm hungry. You know, but like. (laughs) No, they'll be like, can we somehow use this to clone Elon Musk? Can we get oh, some yeah. DNA material out of that? To Anyhow, this is a disgusting and hopeful end to this podcast. I'm sickened by this conversation. Let's talk I'm about gonna... nice things. Let's do. Let's do. Um, let's do my nice let's do thing is, um, it's my husband's birthday yesterday, it was. Um, and Beautiful. Wonderful. We took him out to see the Van Gogh immersive exhibit. Um, hey, speak of the devil. NFTs, do they off- are they offering Van Gogh NFTs? <laughs> Van Gogh was very into NFTs. Van Gogh was the original NFT he was ca- It was called you Independent Ears, it. and he sold. <laughs> Dude, you know, guy, the guy was way ahead of the curve on, on uh, scarcity. It was very cool and interesting. <laughs> um, we got uh, dinner and drinks, and it was nice. And then last night we went to Beetle House, which is... Um, uh, uh, more fun than it is classy and and artistic, but it was uh, it's a it's a uh, Tim Burton themed bar and restaurant, and my husband very much loves early Tim Burton stuff. So uh, oh it wow, was fun! I love it. Yeah, I love that for you. It was great for drinks. all of you. Oh God, I'm I'm ready for a, a drink. Although I'm nearly not drinking. I did have a drink last night, and then I was like, God, why well, I, I can't do this anymore? I cannot drink. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, so that's your nice thing. That's my is nice it, thing. Um, it's a quick nice thing for you. Yeah, we went out. We had fun in New York City. I think that's fun. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna rifle through rifle through a, a series of nice things. Oh, oh, the other nice thing. Sorry, uh, oh, go sure. buy Halo uh, Infinite. I couldn't tell you this last time because I was under NDA. I am not under NDA anymore. <laughs> Halo Infinite is, is in a fucking killer game. No, it's so single good. player. Any, yes, any single the campaign player stuff. slaps the campaign slaps. Can I? Can I? Can I just enter it without having played any yep. other Halo games? You're gonna have a great time. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Okay, that, my, that was my body. That was my body is ready. <laughs> <laughs> my body is ready, as my man Reggie once said. <laughs> did he say yes, that? Yes, he did. I think he did. Yeah, <laughs> I think Reggie Fizeme once said, <laughs> "My body is ready." My body is ready, man. The internet used to be so good. I know. There's so many good old, like nice, like cute. It's just like just little like. Oh, I'm just googling it right now. I want to see it. Just like regular memes. Remember the like, it yeah, prints bo- money meme? Do you remember that? No, it was Nintendo executives <laughs> yeah. holding up a Nintendo DS, and they were like, "New feature! It prints money!" And then it was just like pouring hundred dollar bills out of the slot. I mean, my body is ready is good. Just, just I'm looking at the memes, and it's just like just so nice. It's so good. <laughs> Everything about it. I'm loving every meme I've seen. Anyhow, um, okay, so <clears throat> you should make my body through. is ready. The NFT collection. 
Gonna gonna go through a few things. Okay. Also, I think I just saw a huge spoiler in my Twitter feed for the new Sex in the City, which Fuck is like that uh, really bad, like really bad, like the death of a character. Oh no! Uh, if that's true, I hope it's not. But that's an extremely, extremely, sh- extremely shitty thing to put in your Twitter feed to people. Like, oh yeah, my okay. Here's a few nice things to reflect on. You ready? Mm-hmm. For me. One, I build a manger. Uh, you familiar with the manger? It's a, where the baby Jesus, I guess, is like born uh, in a nativity scene. It's a barn. Yeah, they didn't have a tell. hotel room, so he went to a manger. Now I'm Jewish, so uh, you know, I'm for me, it's all still a, a series of of exploratory moments in my life to do anything around Christmas. You know, I never celebrated it for most of my life, and now since Laura and I have been together, I I am celebrating it, and I'm fucking loving it. Christmas is a great holiday. Yeah. I think it's it's one of the best of all of the holidays. Anyhow, but um, Laura was telling me all about the manger that she used. They used to have as a as a kid, as when she was a kid, and she was showing me the figurines, which are these like Italian made. There's like these very specific. They're made of like a material called resin, which is some kind of I guess plastic or maybe like it's like a plastic stone hybrid or whatever. Anyhow, and like you know, there's like a classic design that I guess is like a '50s '60s sort of like the people in the in the nativity scene you know it's like all the it's the fucking angels and the wise men and baby jesus and mary and joseph and the whole crew is there you know there's some animals and stuff and i was like these are very like the i'm like into these and then we started talking about how like you could put other things in the in the scene like you know batman or like some pokemon pennywise. or whatever yeah <laughs> pennywise and i was like and then i started to get really excited like about the idea of setting up a manger here at, at the topolsky house and 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 uh and you now i thought zelda will love it and then and then i was like i should build one you know because i acquired all these uh, woodworking skills over the pandemic and uh, so i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna fucking i got a bunch of wood i'm just gonna do it and so i actually did build a manger from scratch with zero plans and no planning and frankly, many mistakes, okay, in terms of construction of the manger. But I do think it ended up okay. And so that was that's one nice thing. And then, of course, like we set up all the guys. I had like a selection of the just the crew. And then Zelda was like, oh, we have because we we bought figurines on like uh, on eBay. And so then we had extras. And so she did a setup of with all of the extras, like every, like multiple wise men of different sizes and, you know, several Mary, I, I think she actually left Mary and Joseph as like singular with baby Jesus, and then everybody else has like weird duplicates, and it's fucking amazing looking. Then she brought in some, some Pokemon, you know, in the mix, and she was like, "Can you extend the base of this so I can put more guys in it?" I'm like, "Yeah." Anyhow, so that's one thing I, I just enjoying the fuck out of. Second, second thing, um, is I bought fucking Ray Ray Wong. Of input fame, heard of him. Was like showed me showed me this the Instagram ad he got for this keyboard, a low profile keyboard called a Nufi, N U P H Y, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it's like this like really kind of beautiful looking small like low profile board with these accessories like a case and different keycaps and stuff. And I'm like, I'm just gonna buy this. This seems I'm a you know I'm a sick person with an obsession uh, for keyboards, and I'm just gonna buy this. You have and the I need bought it to key. I have the need to key, and I don't even know where it's going. I'm just buying, I'm just acquiring keyboards at this point for reasons that I can't possibly understand. And anyhow, it's a cool, it's a really great little keyboard, and it you it has like it has a hot swappable switches, 
and so you can put you know different low profile switches in and it's actually just very nicely designed it's got like full leds it's just a beautifully designed piece of hardware and uh and i'm loving it and it's and i it like was like this is just a weird surprise like i've never heard of this ever before as a keyboard enthusiast uh, th- enthusiast and now here i am owning it and using it and loving it anyhow there's that it's also like a wireless keyboard you can use with ipads and stuff so it's great last thing is i got the fucking uh the computer one, the teenage engineering computer Indeed. one. And I don't know if we talked about me having it. I was waiting for it, uh, which is a, a teenage engineering design case for a mini ITX computer setup, PC setup. I have built it. It is an insane thing to build. I it, like just terrifying build process because you have to bend metal and it's like you could easily snap shit off. Um, I have built it. I'm waiting for a card that fits inside because it is a very small case and you can only fit a certain type of card. And I've, I've ordered a, uh, I've overpaid for a 3060 single fan card, which is a, the low end of the 30 series, um, which hopefully will fit in here. Anyhow, but it's a great, weird, awesome little case. And what's interesting about it is it is such a, it is such a kind of rando box that like, you can kind of customize internally in a lot of ways that, yes, like it's limited in certain places, but you could build, if you were starting from total, like just from absolute scratch, you could build like a really awesome like PS5 level graphics or better uh, with this system. And it's like just very awesome looking. And like if, I didn't start from scratch. I'm retrofitting a bunch of components in here and it's still pretty great. But anyhow, but it's it is I would say an acquired taste for a very, very specific type of user. PC people, I totally will understand why the PC master race will not like this case for a hundred different reasons. But anyhow, but I'm fucking enjoying it and I'm loving it. And we'll have some content on input about it, and uh, not, not, not some of from me, but mostly from uh, from Ray and Evan. Um, anyhow, but uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, I'm done. That's those are my nice things. I'm, I think that's it. Next time I type, I can't I'll imagine think of you. what else there is. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, oh, and uh, oh, and 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 Kisa by Kisa, this Craig Mod thing, I have, I can't recommend it enough. I think they're limited edition. There's like a thousand of them. So if you go and get it, it's great. It would make a great gift for somebody you know who is, um, you know, I don't know, like into Japan or loves photography. Um, it's like a very good if you like if you're shopping for somebody who's hard to buy for. Uh, might be a good option. It's my holiday gift guide. All right, bye. Okay, bye. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Uh, But unfortunately, I've just been informed that your family has purchased one of Van Gogh's NFTs, and it's rapidly dropping in value.